Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. I always find, you know, cooking is one of those things and you know, it's it's practice, right? If you do it re- regularly, you you build the nice skills and kids then are more willing to try different things. There's so many great elements to it. It's not just only you know, honing into a life skill that will, you know, they can take to their adulthood, but also eating well, knowing what they put in their body um, and eating whole and eating balance, right? And, and and what better way than also learning about the world? Um, we are very connected historically, the food kind of trans, transfer from one country to another. Um, it's so easy to to now go to, you know, learn about Kenya and, and, and understand that, oh, there are spices that come from India. And, you know, why is that? So I want to make it a, a learning moment, not just for the kids, but for the adults, like you said. Most adults, they are uncomfortable about cooking. But you know what? Make it, you know, fun. Enjoy it together and learn together. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. I think most of us can agree we want to raise good eaters and hopefully kids who want to get in the kitchen and cook too. Today's guest is all about bringing kids in the kitchen, exploring global cuisines, and introducing kids to new flavors and cultures. Rowena Scherer grew up in Malaysia, and her fondest memories are for when she cooked in the kitchen with her family. Years later, after working on Wall Street and living all over the world, she decided she wanted to create the same lasting memories with her children. She attended the French Culinary Institute, began to source hard-to-find non-perishable ingredients that highlighted her cherished foods, and started Eat to Explore, 
an explorer box filled with authentic recipes, activities, and collectibles that offered a worldwide cultural education through the exploration of food. Rowena lives in New York City with her husband, Joshua, and their two children. In today's episode, we talk about Rowena's story of getting started cooking with her own mom to her inspiration to teach her kids how to cook and what they cook now as young adults, how to get your kids in the kitchen from an early age, the importance of introducing kids to global cuisine and how it can help with picky eating, and how cooking can bring us together as a family. As a quick note, we did have some audio issues on and off during this episode. I unfortunately had some internet connection issues, which is super rare for me, so we had some lag on our audio. I did my best to edit, but if we occasionally talk over each other or there's a funny sound here or there, that's what happened. Our conversation was so good. I think it's well worth the occasional audio mishap, but I do apologize in advance. So all that being said, I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Rowena. Thank you so much for being so flexible with me today. We were having some, or I'm having some internet problems today. So fingers crossed the audio is okay. I am so excited to have a conversation with you today about global cooking for kids. Thank you, Chris, for having me. I'm excited to tell you more. Well, I love to start these episodes with guests. So as my listeners know, um, I had a podcast that was guest focused for four years. And then over the last year, I kind of took on a solo podcast for a little while talking about cooking. I was talking about kind of mom life and balance and a little bit of everything for a long time. And then when I transitioned to cooking, I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go solo for a while. And I just recently started bringing on guests again. And it has been so much fun because I love talking to other women, other moms, especially about how they started cooking and what their kind of cooking life looks like. So how did you start cooking and what does cooking look like for you today? So I grew up in Malaysia and my mom um, have always uh, created this routine for us with my sisters. Every Sunday, we would clean our room and then we'll cook lunch together. So that's kind of how I learned how to, you know, learn my and hone in my cooking skill uh, since I was young. Um, and then also when I come uh, to the States to work, I love cooking so much. And I thought, you know, what is the hardest cuisine to learn? And that was French. I actually went to the French Culinary uh, Institute uh, for a year on weekends um, just because I love food and cooking. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have the luxury of living um, in many different countries. And everywhere I go, it's always about food and and then I will learn how to cook the meal and figure out where the kitchen, you know, the market is. So that's have always been my passion. I think that started, that passion started uh, when I was young. Um, so dial forward now, I let, you know, left my previous life of finance and, and uh, decided to go into uh, and follow my passion of food. So I have a food company called Eat to Explore. It's all about teaching children. Um, all around the about the world, and then the food from the world, and then making the meal as a family. So I am truly um, believe in family cooking together. It's such a um, as a mom to see that blossoming in my child, and now that my kids are young adults, that they have a life skill to depend on. It's amazing. So we used to cook um, as well when they were younger, and now every year. And you're asking me about now. So Thanksgiving, we'll have everyone cook a, a dish. So we literally have the oh, kitchen. Cool. Everybody 
have their own recipe and ingredients and they have to cook and then sit down and have a Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you were able to start when you were young and cook with your mom, cook with your family and bring that passion into your career, you know, we'll get a little stop in finance and now you're in <laughs> cooking full time. I love that. And as we were talking about kind of before we officially dived in, I, I was like, we've got to, we've got to stop talking because I want to talk to you on air. I am so passionate about helping kids learn to cook too, because I think it is such an important life skill. And I didn't have that same experience of cooking with my mom. My mom sort of cooked because she had to feed us and she never had a, you know, training in cooking. My grandmother, her mom, at least, um, you know, cooked very, very simple foods. And she, you know, didn't learn a whole lot about food and about different cuisines. And so I didn't get that from her. And, you know, she did her best to feed us good food. But I love that you are bringing this to families and bringing this to kids because it is such an important skill that I kind of had to learn. I had a similar path of going to culinary school and then kind of making food my career too, but that's not most people's stories, right? So I love that you have that resource for people to teach kids about food, maybe if they don't even have that sort of experience. It's so cool. Agreed. I, I always find, you know, cooking is one of those things and you know, it's it's practice, right? If you do it re regularly, you, you build the nice skills and kids then are more willing to try different things. There's so many great elements to it. It's not just only you know, honing into a life skill that will, you know, they can take to their adulthood, but also eating well, knowing what they put in their body um, and eating whole and eating balance, right? And, and, and what better way than also learning about the world? Uh, we are very connected historically. The food kind of trans transfer from one country to another um it's so easy to to now go to you know learn about kenya and and, and understand that oh there are spices that come from india and you know why is that so i want to make it a, a learning moment not just for the kids but for the adults like you said most adults they are uncomfortable about cooking but you know what make it you know fun enjoy it together and learn together Yes, 100%. I love that. And I love that your family is willing to cook, that your kids are young adults and they're willing to make their own food. That's exactly what I hope for my kids. And, you know, any of the kids I told you I teach cooking classes and I only do it one day a week. So it's not like a, a whole big thing. But I really want those kids to come home and be like, hey, mom, dad, can I contribute? Can I cook? Yeah. And then I yeah, love yeah, yeah. that you're bringing in that global cuisine, too. Yeah, and, and kids are like, you know, I find a lot of kids just kind of gravitate to like pasta, burger, you know, pizza. But there's so much more flavors in the world uh, that, that their palate just need to be expanded, right? I mean, kids, it's like learning how to walk. You know, their palate needs to learn how to try different things. And if you get them involved at young young age, all this picky eater will eat vegetables and zucchini when they know they participate in making it, you know? Yes, I 100% agree. I have two kids who are very different in their food preferences. I have my older daughter who I've told the story a couple times in the podcast, but we went out for like a mommy daughter date. We went out to get an appetizer and she looks at the menu and she's like, I want the octopus. And I'm like, 
okay. You know, I'm not going to say no. And it was, it was delicious. It was fantastic. The other day she asked me if she could try caviar because she'd never tried caviar. And I'm like, all right, we're not going to get you the beluga caviar to start, but if you want to try caviar. <laughs> and then you can explain what is it, you know, where did it come from? Where's the place that has the most famous caviar? Then it becomes like a whole geography lesson, right? So, you know, food can yes. lead to a lot of conversations. It does. Yeah. And I think as moms, we can very easily, and this is nothing against moms who get into this because I am the exact same way, kind of a rut of cooking the same things and eating the same things because we're just trying those meals on the table. But we we can take a step back and take some time and maybe learn about the food while we, while we cook it. I think that's so cool. I agree. I mean, that's the thing. I I used to be that way. And we actually woke up one day and I'll tell you the story, how I started this. So I woke up one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm missing out with my kids. I never taught them how to do it. You know, I'm a little older. So in the past, they used to be this subject called home economics. But they no longer have home economics, right? Yeah. Kids just learn science and math and history and geography. Like, you know, the same very traditional, hardcore um, uh, curriculum. But the, the, like, the soft skills that could lead to a more interesting conversation is just lost. You know, like cooking mm-hmm. and food. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So that, so I was going to ask you, how did Eat to Explore start? It was just kind of an inspiration you had. How did it evolve? So I was um, truly a family, like I look at my kid, I think I'm a busy mom, you know, mom, mom, as you know, does everything right. And, and the, the last thing you want is where you have child, have, have to take your child to an ER. So I'm, uh, you know, working and, and I just want to put food in the table quickly and I want them to, you know, get their homework done and, you know, read their books, play their music. And so life was so busy and, and very scheduled. And, and I kind of like uh, at truly at a vacation um, in Thailand and I took my kids to a cooking class and they, they were nine and 11 at that time. And they were looking at this onion and like, mom, what do you want me to do with this? Right? And I was kind of appalled because when I was their age, I was cooking a meal. I know how to handle knife and I do that. And it just dawned on me that I have failed as a mom to let them fail and put themselves that they can learn. Right. It's, it's like they need to have a little cut or, you know, and, and maybe you, we have to guide them um, and, and, create this also an opportunity to cook together and create this like once a week, this is our time together to make a meal and then we can sit down and eat. Like I didn't do that. And my, my mom did that so well, but yet I failed to do that. And I said, you know what? It's enough. I need to, and I, at that time, you know, I've been in finance for a long time. Like, you know, I'm still young. I can do this. I, I can, I have all this experience. I have all this passion. Um, I can, create this product that will not only benefit my own children and I can teach them, but you will benefit other children of finding the connectivity between um, family time, um, cooking time, cultural learning time, right? And, and truthfully, I was looking at my kids, they are so busy on their phone. I'm so busy on their phone. You know, when you cook, you put your phone away. You kind of like yes. have to get your hands dirty, you know? Like just block in three hours a week. So which is what we did. So we then I came back. I said, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna take a sabbatical. I think I I, I think the the future like children needs this, family needs this. 
I'm going to give it a try. And I still, you know, uh, feel like I, that is my next calling and it's the best decision I made. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that it came from your desire to bring that to your kids. And then you immediately thought, other people need this too. And I love that you, you know, it kind of felt like a failure on your part, which I, I don't think it's a failure on your part because I think so many of us get into those routines, like I've said. And even myself with my kids, I was definitely more hands-on with the cooking side of things with my 10-year-old than I am with my six-year-old because we're busier now and my husband travels a lot for work. So it's kind of, it's a lot of managing the two kids and actually taking that time. We have to be intentional about taking that time yeah. to actually bring yeah. them into the kitchen or else I think it, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Make it intentional, make it like a routine. And, and um, with each explore, all our steps um, have different chef hats, which is, I feel like even a two year old can be involved. Right. Yeah. They sit around the kitchen when they see you, they're like, all right, I want to stir. I want to stir, right? I want to roll meatballs. Like they can do that without, you know, even cutting, right? So there are definitely steps. Um, and, and by the way, as mom, you need to put food on the table. You know, why don't have a little sous chefs? You know, your little sous chefs, um, if they're sitting there and, you know, knowing that they are participating and yeah, maybe they're still a little bit too long, but it doesn't matter. They're involved, Right. And and you you yes. you get to see them and you know that meal is served and and go, going grocery shopping too. I find people don't go to grocery shop anymore. And it's such a great family activity. You walk the aisle, you explain certain products, you can give like a budget. You're like, hey, let's try and make this twenty dollar budget. How can we do this? You know, let's calculate. Yeah, right? it's like you incorporate math. Just that one hour or, or thirty minutes of shopping. Yeah, there are so many life skills that you can learn from cooking, you know, talking about learning about different cuisines. But yeah, also, Beth, and one of the things we were talking about off air was just the idea of this being something that could be used as a homeschool curriculum or as part of a homeschool curriculum, right? Because you've got the math side of things, you have the geography, you have, you know, just this exposure to cultures, to different foods. And like we said, I think that when the kids do have that choice, they're in the kitchen, they're making the food with you, they're at the grocery store, they're picking out that zucchini or that bok choy or something, you know, they might not be willing to try otherwise, they're more willing to try and to learn. I think it's it's such a great hands-on way for them to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. So you have a brand new cookbook that you just came out with that you actually, it's going to officially be out to the world the day after this podcast airs. So it'll, it'll, this podcast will air on the 26th of February and it's coming out on the 27th. So you have your incredible yes. eat to explore boxes, but you also have a cookbook now that families can use to bring to the store with them to gather the ingredients and to cook together as a family. So can you talk to us a little bit more about your cookbook and how how you hope families will use it? Thanks. Um, yeah, it's coming out on February 27. And the cookbook is actually a compilation of 20 countries of eat to explore. And it came about because we have so many customers who actually, so it is well, first of all, it, it's a food and cultural experiential cooking kit. So it, it not just have recipes, it has uh, booklets to learn geography, music, art, history, um, and language of the country. There's links to books, uh, videos, and everything. And we really try to make it a holistic experience. 
Um, and what's unique about us um, is, um, and, and homeschool loves us, like you say, homeschoolers, because it's a way to um, it, it learn multi-subjects, right? And, and then also make a meal together. Um, and, and homeschoolers are more hands-on than, than traditional public school students. And um, so the book is a compilation. Uh, I have so many customers that said, well, we tried it, we love it. We want to you know, make the meal um, with my family. Can I have the recipe of the spices and condiments? We have you know, overwhelming a request like this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put it in a book so then you can own it and you can learn it. Um, and then if you want more than just the food and you want to learn the culture, come to back to Eat to Explore, which is all about the experience and, and the, uh, the cultural part of it. So, so yeah, the, the, so the, the, the book is uh, basically a compilation about Eat to Explore recipes. Yeah. So. Um, oh, I yeah. love that. Thank well, you. I had my kids go through it and I know that my 10 year old, I was like, come here, like come when we, we got it in the mail. And I was very thankful for an advanced copy. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm browsing through it. I'm like, these look so good. You know, I love exploring different cuisines. Like you, I'm French culinary trained and my background, my mom's family is English and Middle Eastern. So I have a little bit of that. My dad's family is like all Irish. So I don't have a whole ton of like personal cultural experience <laughs> with food. And then my husband is Japanese. So we have some of that oh on my goodness. You well. have so, like, Oh my goodness. You like to spend all the different continents. I love it. <laughs> we do. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a little bit of that. Um, yeah. And so the kids have some experience. We love trying new cuisines. And so, you yeah. know, like my 10 year old, she wanted to try the octopus. She wanted to try the caviar. My younger daughter's a little less, you know, she's a little less adventurous, but it was she's so young. cool. She's still young. She's yeah. Still young. She has time. Yeah. But, so I'm like, I'm browsing through it and I'm like marking um, off. That's what I love to do with my cookbooks. I'm going, okay, yeah. I want to try this one. I want to yeah. try this one. <laughs> And then my 10-year-old is like, can I just take this and can I mark down the recipes I'm <laughs> try? Yeah, exactly. I, I thank you. Thank you. I, I think it's fun to browse through with your child. That's another thing. It's like, you know, go through and say, hey, which country you want to try? Right. Because yes. we do have 20 countries. And then you say, okay, so which recipe you want to try first, right? I think getting the kids involved, like we talk about, you know, getting kids to expand their palate. And and first of all, it's, to me, it's like walking, right? Like you learn to, you got to slowly develop that palate uh, uh, for a child. And so if they, they are involved in picking the recipes and you're like, okay, let's then let's go shopping for it, right? So it's a fun thing to let them pick and then let them own it. So in that way, they will try it. We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. It's time to transform your tap water. I have to tell you this story. The other day we were getting ready for school and my daughter goes to fill up her water bottle at our water filter and there was no water left in the carafe. Now, no biggie. We can make more. It's pretty fast, but it does take a few minutes to do its filtering job. And we were kind of in a rush getting out the door for school. So she was outraged, obviously, preteen problems. And my husband said, just fill it up at the school water filters. And she said, I don't like the water at school. I like our water here. If that's not the review you're looking for, I don't know what is. We are all obsessed with our AquaTrue water filter. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. I put it together myself, and it removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. 
PFAs are found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water, and I'm grateful that AquaTrue is certified to remove these contaminants. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, no changing filters every two to three months, AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years, and it's even portable, making it perfect for renters like us or college dorms. We will be traveling with our filter this summer. And just like my daughter, the water tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to drink more water. We can truly taste the difference compared with previous water filters and definitely compared to tap water. And it makes me feel good knowing that myself and my family are drinking clean water free of contaminants. So if you're ready to up your filtered water game, AquaTrue is always my top recommendation, but you don't have to take it from me or Sage. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Oftentimes, as parents, we get hung up on our kids not eating. Sometimes, you know, we're like, okay, we want to make sure they get enough nutrients. We don't want them to be picky. And I think sometimes the secret is, like you said, just getting them involved and getting excited about food. Right. And and expose them to different things. I have a parents who's like, my kids see zucchini and just like ran away. And then they make this Lebanese uh, zucchini boat. We make it fun. You cover it. And it's like they inhale the whole thing and one more, you know. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like exposure is key. And then get them involved is really important. Um, and kids who want to be respected, treat them like an adult. They will be excited to to step up in their responsibility. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, something you said earlier really resonated with me that it's okay to let kids fail a little bit in the kitchen. It's okay to let them, you know, you want, we want to teach them good knife skills so that they don't really hurt themselves, but it's okay right. if they cut themselves once or twice. I know right. my daughter was cutting some strawberries uh, probably a couple months ago and she like nicked herself and she's like, oh no, oh no. I'm like, it's okay. We're just going to wash yep. it. We're going to put a bandaid on it and we're going to keep going yep. on. You're going to be okay. We exactly. can, you know, and she's, exactly. she's been fine since, right? Yeah. And we're like, okay, we'll talk again. about it. Yes. Yeah. We talked about, okay, you've got to use, we call it the bear claw with your guiding hand. If your fingers are out and you cut your finger, then you've got to work on that bear claw. And so, and it's okay to let them, you know, maybe, well, she also had another, and I I talk about this in my cooking classes. So she knows I talk about this fail that she made. (laughs) She talks about it as her own mistake. She was making pancakes for Christmas last year. She wanted Uh to make us pancakes for Christmas breakfast. And she accidentally put in a tablespoon of salt instead of a teaspoon of salt so they were they were inedible (laughs) they were very very salty (laughs) and we laughed about it you know we had something I think we like you know ended up eating toast or something else you know and it was totally fine but it's okay to let them fail because they can learn from those mistakes and and get better in their cooking and, and more excited exactly exactly they need to fail to learn and uh and uh, by the way, that's like a, you know, one of our box, we actually have a um, kind of a protector. It's like a metallic thing that you can buy too for kids so that they will wear it. So that if they cut, they don't cut themselves. So there are protectors and tools oh, cool. out there that could be very uh, easy for kids to uh, to use. So, yeah. Oh, I think that's so cool, too. 
I know sometimes moms can be nervous about having their kids, you know, working with knives or working with things that might, you know, that that might be scary <laughs> to them as adults with little kids and having those tools can be really helpful. I know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things you you also mentioned before is that you have different chef hats for your kids for the different ages in the book and in your Eat to Explore boxes. So kids from even a young age, I think they started age three, but you said even as young as two, you know, they can stir this, they can mix this together, they can be in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so yes. what are your best tips kind of starting your kids out in the kitchen and kind of what are your recommendations for like moving them up, I guess, with different skills in the kitchen? So where where would you say you start and how do you know, you know, how to move them up in the kitchen? So first of all, our um, cookbook um, kind of different. And you you will know, you notice it, I'm sure, that unlike most cookbooks where it's just a lot of words, we actually each step has an image. So I always find children are very visual. So if you have the image, they can say, okay, I think I'm done with this, you know, steps. I can see that I complete it. So, um, so that's one thing very unique about cookbook is that we have images, uh, a lot of images on the steps. Um, and I feel like there are, step, there are a step where it's just one chef hat. And, and in, in, in my view is that's when you can have a two or five-year-old to stir or, you know, even get them to serve, right? They're like, okay, this is all ready now, right? We will make this together. Now your job is to serve. And 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 even a three-year-old can just bring a plate and like just do it and then give it to somebody, right? It just makes that ownership uh, so special. And um, so it's, it's usually, I feel, make your routine, start them when they're young, and then they will guide you on when they are ready for the next step right it's baby steps mm -hmm. just like walking you know you you get them you, you say okay you now own all the one step one right so going forward like when we put together the one step is your ownership and then as they are very familiar and they're much older you're like okay now you graduate and you're going to the two steps one right so it's almost like yeah they are achieving and they're looking forward to the next skills and so i think um Guiding it that way makes it exciting for them, and and every kid loves to get to the next level, right? So, so this is like yes. the next level. Yeah. Oh, I love that, yeah. and I think it does help parents too, who might be a little bit nervous getting their kids in the kitchen. Like, okay, we'll start them here, and then there's kind of those clear. Now we can move up to these to these next steps too. So, right. Yeah. And you said that now your kids are young adults, so like college age, and they're cooking their own whole meals now, right? So my my son is, yeah, exactly. So my daughter is a great cook. She's 16. She literally doesn't eat my food anymore. She's high schooler. She just come home to make her <laughs> own um, and, and kind of make me a little sad because I love to cook for them. But now they're like, well, yeah. I can cook my own. I like my own food. Um, but you know, one other thing that's very important in addition to the, the ability to cook is the independence. So, so for, for each week's four ways, culturally learning to, cultural learning to, like both my children have lived abroad on their own. Like they're young and they are independent. They can go to any country and be comfortable in that country. You know, like they knew yeah. what it's like and they have that confidence to be in that country. I, I think it's so important. Uh, in today's world where everything is connected, that we are building the next global citizen. 
um, citizenship where yeah. any kid can feel I can be in this country. I know what they speak. I know their culture. Um, I, you know, I just want to be here and immerse. So. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so important. And I have to say at, at, you know, six and 10, my kids have not traveled too far. We do a lot of traveling in the U.S. as a family, but I also want to instill that in my kids. I want us to be able to travel more. My husband and I talk about this all the time because we've done a ton of traveling. Um, I just did two weeks in Austria and Germany this last year, which was really cool because I'd never been to that part of Europe. And the kids are like, we want to go now. My daughter's like, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Japan. And so I want her to also feel like that too. And food's such a good first step. And in that independence and in in trying different cultures. But it doesn't have to happen now. That's why, you know, Italy's world slogan is explore the world in your kitchen. Like just start from home. And then when they are much older, they're like, oh, I remember we learned about this. And now I'm ready to explore to Japan. And, you know, they can't even do that when they're a young adult, right? So I think having that knowledge at home and explore together, you know, create this curiosity that they would love to travel, right? So when they're young adults or even in college and they're doing exchange program, you know, that's when it will start to blossom. But you got to stay young. They know what it's like. They know the history. They know the culture. Um, that will bring them, you know, in the hopefully in the future, be more a lot more independent. Yes. Yeah. I I agree. I love that so much. So part of your story you mentioned in the beginning is that you grew up in Malaysia. And when did you when did you come to the U.S.? So I grew up in Malaysia. Um, the first time I traveled was for college. I actually went to New Zealand. Uh, for college and then after New Zealand I graduated and got a job in Singapore and landed with JP Morgan in hands I come to New York I was very blessed never been to the before my very first trip was to New York (laughs) so I I was very very lucky Uh, it changed my life I love America so much Um, and uh, and then I met my husband and we live all over Asia, I was in Australia and Hong Kong and South Korea. So kind of all over the world, I, I it, it create um, an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to travel um, and, and that my journey has changed so much. Um, but that's my first time I came to the U.S. Uh, working um, and built my life here. That's so cool. And New York is such a great city. So I grew up in, I'm in Florida now, but I grew up in the Northeast in Rhode Island. And so we were about three hours outside of the city. So we would go up every summer and spend a weekend, sometimes twice. And part of what I love to do was just explore the different food, explore the different cuisines. I I mean, we've got great Italian food and Portuguese food in Rhode Island. and That's about it. (laughs) So... Yeah, New York is it's it's great because uh, you can literally go Queens and Brooklyn and go anywhere for really authentic, uh, you know, food and culture. So, um, yes, it's a melting pot, which is uh, important. So you grew up in Malaysia, but you've traveled and lived all over the world, which is so cool. And I know that you've brought a lot of those cooking traditions into everything you do with Eat to Explore. Are there any food traditions that you have or meal traditions, I should say, that you have brought into your own family from life in Malaysia or other places that you've brought in? Maybe different ways that you eat together as a family, different food traditions. I'm just kind of curious as, you know, Eat to Explore is so focused on global cuisine. 
So I am, uh, I love celebration and it's always the brown food. So um, the, the, the eating part is the same, but like I will do like tradition uh, of Chinese New Year dinner. Thanks, like I explained about Thanksgiving cooking with my kids and Chinese New Year, I make dumplings with my kids and they'll come back. Um, and also uh, Christmas and uh, Malaysian nothing. So I always do that um, annually since they were young. And it, 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 it just becoming like a, my town, you know, like friends event where their kids will come. So it's, I love traditions evolving around food. So, and I, mm -hmm. and I love to have like specific things that we do annually. And so that's it. And, and it kept going. People love coming. Their friends love to be part of it and they love being part of it. Um, and, and I feel as, as a mom, I just want to have this forever. Even as a grandma, I would love to continue <laughs> this tradition of, of family cooking and, and of group cooking. You know, family can be extended, not just your immediate. So, yeah, no, 100%. I think that food is such a great way to bring people together. And so I love that you have those traditions for your family and then you're also bringing other people into it as well. Yes. So what are some of your, you already mentioned the soy chicken, what are some of your family's favorite recipes, your go-to recipes, especially the recipes from your cookbook or from Eat to Explore? So my kids love um, the soy chicken that I explained, which is from Singapore. Um, they love also the Korean uh, bulgogi, dak bulgogi. Um, so mm -hmm. it's something very easy. We would just pre-marinate it, and then you know, if you if you have each model or one of those, you can get those like grill, and then we just sit at the table. Everyone put your grill in, and you know, we kind of eat family style. It, it's so easy. And my husband is vegan, so we have a separate one that's just tofu with exactly same spices and uh, sauces. So it's just a fun way to to uh, to do to do a family style cooking with that. So that's our second favorite. Uh, we do a lot of Japanese. Um, and then um, I uh, and and we like feijoada or paella. So, so yeah, kind of everything. There's so many. We love so many. We love food, and my and my kids are trained well, so they they love food. Oh, I love that, and I think I'm sure it's to your credit that you've exposed them so many different cuisines from a young age. Because as I think that's like the through line that we've talk talked about in this whole conversation is just introducing them to those new foods. They yes. will get more yes. excited. Yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll be more comfortable and, with it. I Exactly. And, and even they have never been to the place, they'll know, okay, you know, we're making, you know, I really want the paella, you know, like, and then they, they, they love the food. So it's it's truly, it's ex, uh, exposed them at young age. And then as they are adult, they will tell you what they love and, and they'll go to, right? And then um, I really love them, them to, you know, my, my daughter has started to do that, hosting kind of dinner party at 16 with their friends. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, that was me when I was a kid, too, because the reason I, I'm sure my podcast listeners have heard my story before. But the reason that I started cooking was in high school, I decided I wanted to be a vegetarian and I'm not any longer. Um, I still lo love lots of plant based foods, but I decided I wanted to be a vegetarian. And my parents having very little experience in cooking, my dad worked in an Italian restaurant for a while, but 
they were like, we support you, but you're gonna have to figure out what to eat because we don't know what to feed you. So I started cooking my own food and then exploring different restaurants in the local area. And I would make food for my family and I would make food for my friends. And that was sort of how my cooking journey started. And then I ended up studying abroad. And it really does sort of once you have that interest, once that interest is sparked, I really think it can, it can snowball even at a young age. So yeah, I love that your absolutely. daughter's already making dinner, making dinner parties for her <laughs> friends. And <laughs> that's so cool. That's what I hope for my kids too. And and the other thing too, it's with, uh, the cookbook actually gives you both, veg, a lot of the recipes have vegetarian optional. And and just mm. to add to a note, uh, all the recipes are for adult servings, which means perfect for a family, even if it's a five, you know, to adult with some some young kids you know that's enough for the whole family and and i know some of our customers actually do both like they will do half and using the same spices have with the vegetarian and half with the meat protein so then the family can try both right and then it's also yeah. fun to like say hey which one do you like better right and it's a fun way to then get your kids to eat more vegetables right you say yes you know do you like the vegetarian one or the the meat protein one you know what is your option so um i think it's fun to explore Yes, 100%. I know it's a great way to get them to try new and different things. I made some crispy air fryer tofu last week. And yes. I, it's so good. It's so good. And my six-year-old oh, so was like, easy. what's this? And so I, I yes. let her have a piece and she ate like half the tray. I was like, well, that was going to be dinner, but I guess I'll make more. Yeah. I love air fryer, by the way. And and not yes. just for crispy tofu and even like meatballs. If you do, oh yeah, mm. the, the curry that you wanted to do, the Indian uh, kofta. Yeah. I, instead of putting it in a broiler, put it in uh, the air fryer, right? And then what you yeah. do is then you brace it with the curry sauce. And so it's like amazing. Mm, so good. <laughs> My kids love meatballs. I think that's a very kid-friendly way of exactly. introducing them to a new, you know, it's it's a meatball that they know and love. And then you add that really delicious curry yeah. sauce. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, now they're talking about meatballs. There are meatballs in so many different countries. And if you see, and maybe you yeah. can even, Kind of get your kids to say how many meatball recipes you know you got meatball from china you got meatball from italy you got meatballs from lebanon then we got meatballs from india and and so but then originally they're all from middle east right actually lebanon is your mm -hmm. or, or, or origin of meatballs and then you got the swedish meatballs so it's kind of fun to like even get your kids to say hey which kind of meatballs you want to try which one is your favorite so yeah no actually my kids and i got into a conversation the other night about dumplings and dumplings in different countries yes. and like so Ravioli many different countries. Dumplings, right? You got yeah. the Chinese dumplings, you got the Korean dumplings, you got the Italian ravioli. I mean, it's it's just another, you know, feeling wrapped in a, a pastry. So yes, yeah, it's it's so cool to make those connections too. You know, this is in all different countries, but in so many different ways. And even yeah. talking about the flavors and the spices and well what would make an Italian ravioli different from a Chinese dumpling like what is true. <laughs> obviously there's a lot but you know it, yeah. it sparks a conversation around food agreed agreed that's yeah. what I want so cool I, I, that's why my whole mission is to like get kids to be curious and then having a conversation as a family yes yeah and bringing that family together through food agreed. yes <laughs> oh, I love that so much. So where would you recommend or how much time, I guess, would you recommend a family set aside? I know you said a few hours, 
maybe on the weekend. How much time do you recommend them setting aside to spend that family time, do a little bit of cooking together? Yeah. So I always said, you know, schedule and we like date nights is very common for couples, right? Like I think we should all schedule a family date night, you know, like mm. family cooking date night. And if you do it um, and you can say, you know, uh, and most parents are busy and so weekends is usually great. My recommendation is, you know, three hours will be plenty. You can dedicate three hours a week spending shopping and food prep and get, you know, like getting them excited and then cooking together. That's that's all the time you need, right? And imagine mm -hmm. that three hours, it's purely you and your child, you know, off the screen, just kind of like going around and, and everybody's talking and, and um, and you can play the music. We have playlists by country. So it's kind of fun way um, to to make it a family activity, you know, where it's actually active yeah. and you're making a meal together and you have a conversation. Actually, it's so funny that you say that because my husband and I are usually pretty good at, at making time to do date nights because he does travel so often. So when he's in town, I'm like, okay, we're going to try and do like a date night once a week. Recently, we've been doing a food and wine pairing class online. So we do that once a week and we cook a meal together and the kids have their own little kid dinner. But because he works on the weekends and my oldest daughter sails on the weekend. So they're not around until like the evening time on the weekend. So at that point we're like, okay, we're either going to get takeout or do something easy. So yeah, we're like, yeah. we're kind of missing out on a lot of family time. So my husband and I were talking about, we need to take like a weeknight and have that be our family yeah. date. So we have some family yeah, time. I'm like, this night. would be such yeah. a fun way to do that. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. A Friday night. We'll pick the kids up from school, go to the grocery store. We'll choose it ahead of time, right? Get some new ingredients yeah. and cook together as a family. We all have to eat. So we might as well make it fun exactly. and do it together. And and you can, frankly, if you want, do all three recipes for the country. And then, you know, keep yeah. it in the fridge. And then the week is it's done, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's such a good idea. It's like you're <laughs> milking and you're exploring those those different, those yeah, different meals. Three too. recipes. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, this month, this week we're doing, you know, Japan. And so you do all three, put them in the fridge, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the weekends you can eat. So it's like, you know, meals are solved. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I love it so much. I'm so excited to cook these recipes with my kids and for everyone who's listening to grab a cookbook, to grab an eat to explore box or several <laughs> and uh, and start cooking with their families as well. So I want to do a couple fun rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. Okay. I love finishing sure. off with some fun they're, you know, quote unquote secret. They're not, they're not too hard. <laughs> rapid fire questions. Um, and then I'll have you tell us where, where everyone can find everything. So my first rapid fire question is, what is the last thing that you ate? Um, uh, I just ate um, some canita tacos. Yum. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what is your must have? I'd like to say desert island, but I think that can be confusing. What is your must have uh -huh. pantry ingredient? Chickpeas. Oh, awesome. I love that. I love roasted chickpeas or hummus. <laughs> I use chickpeas all the time in everything. <laughs> Salad, so too. I mean, they're so good and, and it's so it's so nutritious. So yes, yeah. I agree. Moroccan tagine. Yeah. What you can yeah. do with them. <laughs> Curries, Indian, you know. Yes, yes. What are you and your family having for dinner night? I always make piccata chicken. So it's mm. yeah. 
that's that my daughter loves that. And then with my husband, who is actually uh, vegan, I use the same sauce and then make it cauliflower. Oh, cool. That sounds so good. I love cauliflower. <laughs> that's so good. I, lo- I love chickpeas. Chicken cauliflower, chickpeas, lemon sauce, and a little bit of uh, capers. So good. <laughs> okay, last rapid fire. If you could eat just one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ramen. Mm. I love Japanese ramen. Ramen is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we moved here. Uh, I have the answer very quickly. I know what I love. You did. You really did. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, we had uh, this amazing ramen place. We we moved here about a year, a little bit more than a year ago now. And we had this amazing ramen place within walking distance from our house, the last oh, city nice. we lived in. And that was like probably our favorite date night was just, you know, we dropped the kids off at my parents' house and we would walk down the street and go get this incredible traditional ramen. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's been such a great conversation. I love talking all things food, especially introducing kids to incredible food, global cuisine. So where can my listeners find your Eat to Explore boxes, your cookbook? Yes. So you can find us uh, for our boxes. We have 24 countries. Um, it's at Eat Number 2 Explore. So it's E-A-T, the number 2, E-X-P-L-O-R-E.com. Um, you can either subscribe and you get new box every month or you can just buy single boxes. And it, it have, um, you know, booklet to learn about the country and a lot of wealth of information to the recipes and the spices and condiments. Um, our cookbook will come, uh, it's at currently on pre-order with Amazon and will be launched on February 27th and it should be in uh, bookstores near you. Um, Barnes & Noble, Book of Million, uh, and other bookstores. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, the recipe is delicious. My kids are excited to try them. I know that we are definitely going to try and eat to explore box. I love that you have the option for a subscription, a subscription, or they can just buy one and try it out. And I'm sure they end up buying more after trying out one. <laughs> Lisa, take videos of photos. I love to see your kids uh, creation. Yes, definitely. And I'm following you over on Instagram now. So we can, uh, yes, we can take pictures to, to share over on Instagram. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Everything is at e 2 explorecom Awesome. Thank you so much again. And I'm so excited to get my kids cooking in the kitchen and for all the listeners to get their kids in the kitchen learning about global cuisine as well. Thank you for listening to Marriage Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts. You never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.